So Shane, which miniseries are you burning through on Netflix or Amazon Prime right now? Uh, I don't really watch a whole lot on Netflix. Mm. My spare time is spent watching hockey games. So, Oh, man, you are all business. <laughs> I like that. That's that is awesome. Fantastic. And some video games and, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Welcome to 31 Thoughts, the podcast presented by the GMC Sierra AT4. Elliot interview time again. And today we sit down with Shane Wright of the Kingston Frontenacs. Shane Wright, gold medalist from the U18 Team Canada squad, captain of that team. Uh, nine goals, five assists, 14 points, and only played five of the seven games in the tournament. Canada was dominant in this tournament. A lot of it was because of Wright. He was second in tournament scoring alongside uh, Connor Bedard. Uh, Mitchkoff, the Russian kid, was first. Wright and Bedard, stars of the tournament for Canada. Both these players at times granted exceptional status and allowed into their junior league a year early. For Bedard, that's a Regina Pats. And for Shane Wright, Elliot, it is the Kingston Frontenacs. Your thoughts on Shane Wright before we hear from the young man himself. Well, I'm curious to hear what he's going to say about the injuries. You talked about he missed two games, and you know, some people said to me they suspected that he had an excuse to pull the shoot. Right. That there was a legit reason that he could have said, look, I, I'm not playing anymore. I can't play the rest of this tournament. And obviously that didn't happen. So I'm, I'm curious to hear about that. You know, he's a year away from probably being the number one pick in the NHL draft. He is, and he's been on the radar for people for a number of years. The first time I saw him was playing with the Don Mills Flyers uh, and won a, an OHL Cup as well. Brennan Othman was on that team. Brant Clark was on that team as well. And you could tell, much like the first time that I saw Connor McDavid when he played with that Marley's team with Sam Bennett and Josh Hosang and uh, Roland McEwen, et cetera, like Jeremiah Addison. Like You could tell that there was something really special about this kid the way he held himself both on the ice and off the ice i mean on the ice even at a young age looks like a pro and as i'm sure you're going to hear in the interview here in a couple of seconds he doesn't sound like he's just a kid but elliot he's just a kid he sounds much more intelligent and composed at 17 than i did at 47. <laughs> Elliot, that's a low bar you're setting for that young man. Let's hear it's from like him now. It's like jumping over a matchbox. Anyone can do it. Let's hear from the young man. Here is Shane Wright of the Kingston Frontenacs, gold medalist with the U18 Team Canada squad on 31 Thoughts, the podcast. Elliot, it's not every day you get to talk to a gold medalist, but here we are. Welcome to the podcast for the first time, the one and only Shane Wright. Shane, thanks so much for stopping by today. And before we get into the particulars of your career, what's happened and what's going to be involved in your future, congratulations. Like just in a, in a wide brush form, like describe what you just went through in Texas. Yeah, no, first off, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, obviously it was an, it was an unreal experience for me, you know, finally being able to play games for, uh, you know, the first time in 14 months was, uh, you know, unreal for me. Just had so much fun over there. Had so much fun, you know, uh, meeting those new guys and, uh, you know, finally being able to play some hockey. Where is your gold medal right now? Um, It's about five feet away from me. So uh, it hasn't, <laughs> hasn't left my sight very much since I've been home. That's for sure. Yeah. 
Just look at it right now for a second. Look at it. What's the first thing you think of? Pride, I think. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I'm just proud of having a gold medal, um, you know, representing my country, being able to, you know, win a world championship, um, wearing, uh, you know, the Canadian jersey on, on my chest. I think that's just the biggest thing for me, just the honor um, and the pride that I feel, not even, not even winning it. I think just being able to wear that jersey and being able to represent my country, um, just an unbelievable feeling. And obviously being able to win the gold medal is just like the cherry on top. I got to think this has been a really weird year for you, Shane. I mean, you're 17 years old and there's a schedule that you've gotten used to in your life. It's hockey, whether it's in the minor level or last year in the OHL with the Kingston Frontenacs. And this year you get this treat, this gift, this gold medal at the end of the weirdest year of your life. Can you take us through the last few months and how you've kept yourself sharp when what you know has not been there for you? some of the weirdest months in my life. It's been a challenge. It's been a challenge trying to stay focused, trying to, you know, stay focused on my training and, you know, focusing on, uh, you know, the goals ahead and, you know, whenever I may be able to play hockey again. So um, obviously it's been a challenge. Um, you know, it was a struggle at times to, you know, stay committed, but I feel like overall my commitment and, uh, you know, my dedication to, you know, always working out, always training and skating, just trying to get better in any way possible. I think, you know, I think I did a pretty good job at that. And uh, overall, just happy with uh, with how things turned out. Speaking of winning and winning this gold medal, I was texting this morning with someone who knows you very well. And this person said to me, and I'll just read you this part of this text. He said, something that isn't common amongst young athletes is Shane talks all the time about winning and how he needs to win. Do you have a feeling in your mind that you need to win? Like that's a need or desire for you? Uh, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, throughout my entire life, I've been, uh, you know, such a competitive person, no matter what it is or, or what I'm doing. Um, I always want to win. I always want to be the best and I always want to push myself to be the best. And I think, you know, that translates to, you know, whatever I'm doing, I always, you know, I hate, you know, sucking at something with, you know, whatever that may be, whether that's, uh, that's hockey or, you know, whether it's something like a board game or a video game or, or anything like that. I think, you know, that competitive drive that I've always had and just always, you know, wanting to win everything I do. Is there anything about your game that you find you need to work at more than other things because this thing doesn't come naturally to you? Um, I think for me right now, maybe something that I'm going to want to improve on a little bit is my skating and my, my technical stride. I think right now it's decent, um, but I feel like there are some flaws with it and um, there's definitely a lot of room for improvement there and room to you know, get faster and, and gain a little speed. So, you know, that explosive, that quickness, that um, those three quick strides uh, when you know, when you get the puck. So, I think that's something that I'm uh, I'm going to focus a lot on this summer as well. Uh, you know, getting more physical. I think I can, you know, gain my physicality and strength a little bit. Obviously, at the next level, which is my my overall goal and end goal. Obviously, it's it's going to be bigger, stronger guys. So, I think that's going to be a you know really important thing as well. So, Shane, my wife loves backgammon. And the first time I ever played her in backgammon, she whipped my butt. And I said, I am not letting this happen again. And I've become (laughs) a much better backgammon player. So let's take hockey out of the equation. You talked about video games, other games, whatever, that you can't stand not to be good at. What is the one thing in life that you look at and say, not hockey, and say, I'm going to get better at this because I'm tired of other people beating me in it? 
Oh, definitely golf. I definitely played a lot last summer with my buddies. And, you know, I hated when, they, when they'd hit a better shot than me or, or they'd beat me in a match or, or whatever it may be. So that's definitely something that uh, I'm mm. want, I want to get better at and, uh, you know, be the best out of my group for sure. So where did your handicap go to from where to where? I was probably around 18 to 16 range last summer. Mm. I'm hoping to get like 12, 11 by this summer. So, yeah. Oh my God. It's 17. You disgust me. It just it, like, it, it makes it, it's just, it's wow. Good for you. Good for you, man. This is an elite level athlete. Yes. These I know. are these, these are the people we talk to. They're not like us. I know. It's- I know. I know. I remember having a conversation with you uh, about you a while ago with someone, uh, a longtime scout. I think I watched you play maybe a dozen times with the Frontenacs and I saw you a ton play with Don Mills. And this one scout said to me, have you ever seen Shane Wright get hit? And I thought about it and I said to myself, I don't think I've ever seen anyone hit you, Shane. Have you ever been caught out there? Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, a few times. A few times last year in Kingston at the start of the year, I got caught uh, a few times pretty well. But, you know, because of those times, I really, uh, and I learned to, you know, get put myself in better situations and, uh keep my head up a little more and, and being aware of, of who's around me and who's on the ice. So I wanted to ask you about the uh, under 18s a bit more here. Uh, I heard you were hurt. The NHL teams there, they knew it. A couple of them told me that you had a lot of excuses to either not play your best. One of them used the phrase, pull the shoot, which I'm sure would be completely foreign to you, but they were impressed with how you persevered and competed. First of all, can you tell us what were you going through? And second, what were the challenges you felt to compete your best despite those injuries? Yeah, so uh, I was battling a few things the tournament, or more than a few things, I guess. So first thing in the Sweden game, um, in the round robin, it was late in the first period. I want to draw in the ozone, wanted to often on the wall. He took a shot, hit me right on the foot, um, the outside of the foot right near the bottom. You know, stung a little bit, didn't really think much of it, played the rest of the game on it. You know, felt fine that night. And then, uh, you know, next day, you know, it was still feeling a little sore. So Doc Cam on our team said that, you know, maybe we should get, get some x-rays on it, just kind of check it out. So got some x-rays and it came back, had a hair, had a hairline fracture in my foot. That's the reason I was, I was out for um, the Latvia game. Mm. The next day, it was an off day for us. We didn't play. So I, I took that day off as well, didn't practice with the team, just did a small workout. And then that night, you know, I started really noticing my throat was was super sore, you know, hurt to swallow, couldn't really eat much food or drink much water. So um asked Doc to check me out and uh you know he saw there was you know bacteria or, or some sort of virus in my throat and it was a little maybe contagious. So uh, I had to be separated from the team, had to isolate. And then the next morning uh went to the hospital, get a uh strep throat test and a mono test came back positive for strep mm. and I was I was going to be okay to play the game obviously I wasn't feeling 100 percent um strep kind of you know killed my energy and and took away all that but uh the IHF made the decision that it was considered a, a symptom of COVID so um I had to stay in my hotel room and, and sit out that Switzerland game mm-hmm. which is unfortunate and then uh an allergic reaction earlier as well um Jeez. i don't know what i don't know why or what happened um but my eyes were were swelling up like crazy i could barely see i could barely open them up um you just asked the ask the guys in our team it was uh 
didn't look the greatest. Um, looked like I was, uh, you know, getting punched in the face a few times and uh, had a couple black eyes, but still not feeling 100% right now. Um, you're probably hearing my voice a little bit, still still dealing with the strep a little bit. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what I had, to, I had to play through. Yeah. Did anyone tell you that there's a chance you were going to be done, that you weren't going to be allowed to play? Yeah. Yeah. I thought um, after the fracture of my foot, I thought I was going to have to, you know, sit out the rest of the tournament. I thought I was going to be done, mm-hmm. but uh, we got it looked at by, you know, a number of doctors, a number of Hockey Canada doctors. Um, my agent reached out to to one one of his buddies who's an NHL doctor, and they took a look at it, and you know, they just decided that it wasn't going to put in danger, put in jeopardy the rest of the tournament. Obviously, it was safer than sorry to sit out the one game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that at that time, I didn't really know how. Uh, you know, the magnitude of it or, or how big a deal of it it was. So, you know, all you know is you got a fracture in your foot, so you don't know whether you'll be able to play or not. That U18 tournament was just loaded with skill, like at, at every level, all different countries as well. Uh, the Michikov kid in Russia looked fantastic. Bedard, certainly yourself. Uh, you mentioned, you know, your your teammate even going back to Don Mills when, when uh, in Brennan Offman. Who impressed you at the tournament? I, I'm always impressed at, or I'm always interested rather in, you know, who elite level athletes are impressed with and why. Who did it for you in this tournament? Like, who did you watch and you said, wow, this guy's, this guy's really something? I think for me on, on our team, most impressive guy for me was Mason McTavish. Just seeing the way he played the game, seeing the way he just dominated defense. Um, just dominated them down low with his physicality and his strength. And just the way he played the game, every time he was on the ice, he made plays. Um, obviously, he was a great centerman for Bedsy there um, with him being able to create and uh, you know be able to play off the rush and all that. So Mace definitely uh, you know, really impressed, impressed me with his play um, and overall just how he performed in the tournament. You know what I had a couple of people talking to me about was uh, Connor Bedard's backhand goal against oh, Russia. They just said that that looked like a forehand, not like a backhand. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that was a, that was a special play. The boys got a little fired up on the bench after that. Um, got pretty excited. So, yeah, hmm. obviously that was a special goal and uh, you know pretty sweet play as well. You've already had a really interesting career. Um, and, you know, we, you know, uh, unfortunately, what happened to the OHL this year happened to the OHL and, and no games would have been very curious to see what you would have done uh, coming off a 39 goal campaign in your, in your rookie season. You know, whether it's playing, you know, Don Mills Flyers with that, you know, incredible OHL Cup final uh, against Adam Fantilli and the, and the Toronto Red Wings, which was uh, a game for the ages. Uh, this tournament already, like when you look back, it's a pretty Im- impressive resume. Like when you're looking back at some of these tournaments you've played in, teams that you've played on, what stands out for you? I think definitely the U18s. I think it definitely stands out for me as the most important tournament, the biggest tournament I've ever played in. Just the talent that we had, not just in our team, but overall in the tournament, and just the way that. I want to say, you know, our team dominated and it was really special for me, you know, to play on a team of that magnitude and, and of that skill and is, you know, by far the best team I've ever been about being, been able to part of. What's next for you, Shane, after you do your quarantine and you get, have you been told you've got to stay off your foot for a while or have you begun to plan out what your summer is going to look like? Yeah, I'm just going to get back to training, get back in the gym, get back on the ice, just kind of what I was doing before. 
you know, just get prepared for whenever OHL season may start. Gain back some of the some of the weight and muscle that I may have lost in the U18s, <laughs> and uh, you know, just get back on the ice and you know, just hone those skills in again, and uh, you know, just try to get to the best levels possible. So, who do you skate with, Shane? Um, skate with a number of guys. Um, obviously, I do the Power Edge Pro, mm-hmm. um, which is you know huge right now, and it's getting uh, you know even more popular. And you know, I love that. I love doing that. I think that I really benefit from that. My game really benefits from that. So. And uh, another guy I work with by the name of Josh Robel. Yeah, used to work for uh, for Adam Oates. You know, he does the same sort of stuff with the uh, you know the shooting and um, you know finding lanes and uh, being able to score from different areas. So definitely work with those two guys a lot. Yeah. Thirteen months from now will be your draft day. Do you think about that at all? <sighs> you say it like that. It seems like it's uh, not very far away. It really isn't. I'll be honest, I haven't really thought of it very much. There's so much hockey to be played. Um, there's so much to do from now till then. So it's too far, far away, I think, for me to to be focusing too much or being putting too much time or, or thought into it. I think for me, I just need to focus on the present and, and focus on what I'm doing now um, in order to get there first. Now, who's your favorite team? Definitely the Leafs. I definitely love the Leafs. I love watching them play. Probably a little cliche answer for uh, for where I live here, but uh, no, you're from Toronto. You're entitled. You know, you're entitled. Yeah. You don't want those fans egging your parents' house or anything like that. So, <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I wonder. So, do you watch them much? I do. Yeah, I watch most of their games. Yeah. So, when you're watching the Leafs and they've got these tremendous players on that team, how do you watch the game? I'm always curious about this. When you're processing, are you just watching for fun? Hey, the Leafs against the Canadians tonight. Let's see who wins. Or are you watching specific things? Um, a little bit of both. Obviously, I watch because I love hockey. I love just watching the game. But for me, anyways, I kind of like almost put myself in in situations and decisions players make. I kind of picture myself in that situation and and making that decision myself and. You know, whatever play they make, I kind of think of myself like, hey, what play would I make in this situation or or what would I do um, in, in this scenario? So um, that's just kind of the way I think of it. It's nothing like, I don't know, training my mind or anything like that. It's just kind of something that I enjoy doing and uh, and I enjoy doing when I'm watching it. When you watch them play, who do you look at and say, wow, I, I wouldn't have done that, but that's a great idea and I'm going to steal it. Can you give me a couple of examples of guys like that? Obviously, the uh, you know the Matthews and Marner are uh, are super special. The way they think the game, the way they make plays. But a guy I love and is probably you know, underrated and not someone you really think of is is Jason Spezza. Hmm. I think he's such a smart player. And he's such an intelligent player. You can tell why he's he's still in the league now and he's he's being able to keep up and and truly make a difference. And I just think the way he makes plays and the way he he thinks the game is unbelievable um he's one of the best hockey minds i can i can tell out there um watching obviously he may not be the the most fleet of foot he may not be the fastest player but his mind and the way he thinks the game is is still at is is such an elite level you know i remember um one of the first times i ever spoke with you uh coming away from it and saying to someone like this is a really well-grounded kid this is a really mature kid like there was not like any element of sort of goofiness about you Shane like I remember the first time uh you and I spoke I'm like holy smoke I think the guy's 25 years old I want to check the ID here 
And I remember talking to someone, this would have been right around the OHL Cup, and they said that's because of his parents. He said that's the kid that his parents have raised. You have a, a, a thought or two on, on your folks, and I know that, you know, maybe you know, even when you went to the GTHL, leaving Burlington could have been tough for you, but, you know, what were your parents like all the way up here? Yeah, obviously my parents have had such a huge impact on myself and, um, you know, the way I've been raised and, you know, the person I am today. You know, they raised me to always be respectful, always to be, you know, a mature person. And I think obviously, you know, moving to Toronto at the age I did definitely, um, you know, helped speed up that process and helped me gain that maturity faster. But overall, I think just, you know, the way my parents raised uh, myself and my sister, um, just to be, you know, kind, respectful people, um, but, you know, never take anything for granted and, uh, you know, always be determined, always be committed to, you know, just, you know, making yourself better in any way possible. Just a final one for me, Shane, what's the best piece of advice you've been given as you mark your path towards the NHL? I think just never be satisfied, just never being satisfied with with where you are with your skills, never be satisfied with, with anything, whether it comes to your physicality or physical strength, you know, your shot, your skating, never feel like you're hundred percent, you know, the best at, at anything. Always try to, you know, pick apart your game, find things that you can improve on, find things that you can make better and just never be uh, complacent Hmm. um, and never just, just never be satisfied with your skill level or, or where your game is at. Always try to find those things to make yourself better. Um, because you know, there's other people out there doing the same thing. There's other people always making themselves better. So um, if you want to be the best at what you do, you always have to be making yourself better and be pushing yourself. I think that is awesome advice. I think that is so true. It's a, it's a great piece of advice that you were given, and it's a great piece of advice for you to listen to. And this has been a lot of fun. Uh, you're a wonderful athlete. Um, someone's really lucky uh, out there in the NHL. Uh, who's going to get you. Shane, thanks so much for stopping by. Uh, good luck in the offseason. Heal up. Look forward to seeing you next year with the uh, with the Kingston Frontenacs. And as Elliot mentions, the NHL draft is just around the corner, even though for some it may seem far away, probably not so much for you. Thanks so much for doing this today. Yeah, thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. There he is, Shane Wright. Uh, winning has a need to win. Uh, if you haven't seen this guy play yet so far, you are in for an absolute treat. Uh, when they get back to action in the OHL, make sure you check out your Kingston Frontenacs games next season. Thanks to Shane Wright for stopping by. Uh, and that's it for another edition of 31 Thoughts, the podcast. Elliot and I will be back on Friday. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us today.